This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're taking a closer look at the men's golf team as the Bobcats won the Colby Classic on Sunday. Field hockey picked up a NESCAC win, and the football team continues to get contributions from some of their youngest players. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The football team fell to Williams by a score of 47 to 14 on Saturday. The Bobcats and Eves were tied at seven at the end of the first quarter, thanks to an 80-yard touchdown pass from first-year Brendan Costa to fellow first-year Jason Lopez. Bates trailed by 10 at halftime, but in the third quarter, the Eves pulled away, outscoring the Bobcats 23 to seven. Head coach Mark Harriman takes a look back at Saturday's game. We gave up some explosive plays, um, made some mistakes offensively that, that hurt us. Um, and, and really the third quarter, most of the third quarter came down to field position. I mean, they, they had the short field, you know, defensively. Obviously, like I said, we gave up a, a big play early in the third quarter. That, um, but after that, there was a lot of short field things. And, and uh, we, you know, we, we uh, got to square that away both from the offensive standpoint um, with ball security, better ball security, and um, understanding what we need to do with football when, and then obviously um, our special teams as well. You know, we, we, they had a couple of returns that hurt us as well. In terms of, like, preventing big plays, that issue of, like, the defense just being kind of young, I know there's a lot of guys who are getting their first real starting experience this year. Yeah, well, it, it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's as much about um, guys being in position, and I think when younger guys are out there and uh, they're, they're not playing as fast as they probably should be uh, because they're thinking too much maybe, um, that that opens things up, and and you know we're we're uh, we need to try to as coaches we need to try to put them in better positions so that they that we we don't isolate guys, uh, especially the young guys. And, and we're at a point now, and you know like a lot of a lot of teams this far into the season, we don't we don't have an uh, an option but to play some some guys with some of the injuries we have. So um, you know these young guys are getting baptized a little bit, um, you know on Saturday when they didn't really get enough reps during the week and and that was just the nature of how the the injuries kind of went to basically one position on on defense there was one play I saw you guys had pretty good containment on the quarterback you were forcing him towards the sideline as he made a spectacular throw on the run it looked like the back corner of the end zone I mean um, on those type of plays look like you pretty good coverage on too he's kind of like not much more you can do right yeah I mean obviously there's always little things that you can critique but you got to give them credit too and when they make plays like that um you know the, the, it was a, a, a nice play on on the quarterback's part and it was a excellent a great catch by the receiver he got his his foot down uh, before he you know was knocked out of bounds so um Again, that's credit to them, you know, and those things happen in a game. The problem becomes when, um, you know, you, you, there is a, 
we don't expect to give them some of the things that we gave them on Saturday. Uh, and if we do that, then it, I think, you know, the, the third quarter becomes more like the, the first half, and, and it's a much tighter ball game. Well, in that first half, we saw maybe a glimpse of all well, the present and the future where Costa connecting with Lopez, two first years for an 80-yard touchdown, break down that play. Um, it, you know, we, we ran four verts, and, and uh, Brennan did a nice job looking the, the quarterback off and, and threw a very good ball. We had good protection, and, and uh, Jason ran a nice route. And, again, you know, they, we, we caught them in what we thought we would with, with the formation and um, executed the play well. You know, we just need to execute more plays well on a consistent basis. So Lopez, for a first year, a pretty good route runner, it sounds like. Yeah, he does a nice job. He's done a nice job with, with uh, you know, really progressing. And, and uh, um, you know, for a running back, technically a high school running back, he's done a really good job of, of learning our, our routes and, and obviously catching the ball as well. It seems like you're easing Frank Williams back into things a little bit with that injury he's dealing with. What's his stats? I mean, I know he played, but, I yeah. mean, obviously it wasn't the same impact he had the previous season. Right. No, we, you know, I think it'll just get it'll, it'll get more and more each week. I mean, um it's one of those injuries that the, the uh, you know, Sandy had the same thing, Sandy, and he went back down and fell on his shoulder again, and that just re-aggravated his. So um, I think Frank's a little further along than that, but we still, you know, have limited him a little bit so that he's not taking the constant pounding on that shoulder. And um, I would think within a week or two he should be back to, to full strength. So Matt Golden came in, ripped off some nice runs. What do you see from him? Matt's runs were at dive back. Actually, um, he he was, uh, you know, he, we we had to we had, again because of some injuries. Um, he took some reps there during the week. Did a great job. I mean, he's he, you know again he's one of those guys you can count on to go out and give you everything he's got. He, you know, he'll he'll uh, um, make the right reads and when he's in there at quarterback. And obviously, I think you know he did a nice job. Stepping in there in an emergency situation has our dive back and, and had a, had two, um, you know, had a, I think it was a 55 or 60 yard run. And then the next run, one was, I think, 12 or 14 yards. So he did a nice job with that. Following up on Golden, it seems like, you know, he's such a good athlete. You could really use him almost anywhere on the field. Yeah, well, he's, you know, he, he has been involved even when he was playing, uh, you know, quarterback. And obviously he'll continue to play quarterback as well. But um, he's been involved in our special teams. And, and, again, he's just one of those guys that, as I said, he, athletically you can put him in a lot of places and, and he's going to help you. Looking at the team as a whole, you know, what's going to be maybe an emphasis this week in practice preparing for another road game this weekend? Yeah. Well, the, you know, the road games, uh, it, it, to me right now, it's more about us going out and competing against some really, really good teams. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily showing on the scoreboard. Um, I think we've we've made some progress in a lot of ways. It's just it, it needs, to, and I, I know I've said this for four weeks now, it needs to be a lot more consistent. And, um, you know, I, we put a pretty good half of football together. Um, you know, in the first half, and um, again, we need to we need to make sure that from a, a mentality standpoint, that when things when we when uh, we we meet up with some adversity, that we're able to you know one side of the ball picks the other side of the ball up, and um, we're able to go out and, and make some positive plays and get back on track. And then, you know, thoughts on maybe some players who impressed you from this weekend, who you're encouraged by their progress? Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think again, overall, we've had we've a lot of young guys are, are getting on the field, and we don't always see them in the stats because of the positions they play. But um, I think overall, we've had some guys really step up, both in the special teams. I thought Justin Foley, who was off for a couple of weeks, you know, as far as what we expect of him, really did a, a great job, both with his kickoffs. Uh, most of his kickoffs were inside the five. Um, and punting as well. I thought he, you know, he really came back and did a nice job after that. After having, you know, and I, not, you know, I know he'd feel the same way of two weeks that probably weren't up to what our expectations and his expectations are for that. So I thought he he did a nice job coming back. What do you know about Wesleyan coming up? Uh, very strong team. You know, they've changed a little bit. They they're actually leading the conference, I believe, in in pass attempts and passing yardage. So that's a uh, and, and still have the capability of running the football. They're they're very explosive offensively. Their quarterbacks, again, we've you know it seems like almost every week we've we've hit some some really quality quarterbacks, and and um, their their guy's another one. He th- he's a guy that to me is a, an all conference caliber player, um, and has done a great job. They've had a receiver that has had a couple two hundred yard reception games so um you know they it, it's a challenge for us to go out and, and and again try to try to not give up the type of explosive plays that have hurt us if we can do that then i think we'll you know we'll be we'll be in a ball game the men's soccer team defeated maine maritime 2-0 on tuesday sophomore eric opoku scored a pair of goals including this one to seal the win opaku ahead Opaku got by the defender, one anyway. Now he's by a second. Opaku scores! A magnificent goal by Eric Opaku. Fine individual effort to beat two main maritime players and score for the second time tonight. It's 2 nothing Bobcats. For me, individually, it's like um, this is my first two goals in the season. So I feel like that helps me going forward um, into the next guy games. And I feel like everyone is very motivated. So. Um, the energy that we show in every single game, when we keep it going, I feel like we'll do great this year. Over the weekend, Bates fell 3-1 to at Connecticut College and lost a tight 2-1 to match to rival Bowdoin. A late penalty kick ended up costing Bates in the latter match. They will look to bounce back this weekend when they host Tufts and Amherst. First year's Summer Diaz and So Kim found the back of the net, but the women's soccer team came up just short in a 3-2 to loss to Bowdoin on Wednesday. After a 3-0 loss at Connecticut College on Saturday, Bates bounced back in impressive fashion with a 3-0 win over Elms on Sunday. First year, Elizabeth Bennett scored her first career goal. The cross, it's loose, played away by Moline, chance not over. It's Bennett, goal! Elizabeth Bennett striking it home from 18 yards away. 3-0 win over Elms on Sunday. You got your first career goal. Describe it for us. Um, so Nellie, another first year on the team, was dribbling the ball along the right wing and then crossed it in. Um, and I shot the ball with my left foot and it went um, in the bottom corner past the goalie. Yeah. And I was really excited. Yeah. yeah, I bet you were. I mean, like, and you know, you've, you've been contemplating time this year, right? But it must be nice to get that first goal. Yeah, it was really nice. I was playing more of an attacking position. I usually play defensive midfield, but I was playing attacking mid that game. So it was really exciting to get that goal. Terrific. And what are your impressions so far, you know, being on the team your first year college soccer? I love it so far. Yeah, it's been a great season so far. And I just hope we can keep that momentum going forward. Yeah, it's been really great. All right, so tell us, you're from England. So how did you find out about Bates? What was the background there? 
Um, so I went to the American school in London. Um, so a lot of um, students there go to colleges in the U.S. So, um, yeah, I really liked Bates when I toured and decided to come here. Um, I've never lived in the U.S., but I go to Vermont every summer. Um, so it's not completely new for me. You're very, you were already very familiar with New England and everything. Yeah, very. Yeah, I have a lot of family here as well. Yeah. Okay, terrific. So the American School in London, you mentioned a lot of people go to colleges here. So how does how does the program work, kind of? Um, and well, our high school is the American curriculum, um, so I'm not finding it to be too much of an adjustment, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and you, and obviously college. I'm sure the workload is heavier though, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but um, being on the soccer team makes you manage your time um really efficiently. So, yeah, it's been a lot of work, but. Also manageable. What are some tricks you've come up with to be able to balance, you know, the academics and your time of playing soccer? Um, I just don't have any time to procrastinate. So, like, right after practice, um, a lot of people from the team uh, just go do work together right away um, just to get it done early, which has been working. Yeah. Great. During the recruiting process, what did maybe Kelsey tell you about Bates and everything? Um, she, I was really excited um, to hear about Bates. Um, she made it sound like an awesome school, which it is. Um, because I came and visited here in February um, during my junior year, so got to know a lot about the school, which I really liked, and it was really helpful to come visit and get a sense for it. Did you get a chance to attend any soccer matches before you joined the team? No, I didn't, uh, but I had watched a few um, from on the live stream, which was nice to do, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. What's been maybe your biggest adjustment on the soccer field, do you think? Um, I think definitely the speed of play um, at the college level is probably a big step up. Um, Compared to my club and high school teams, um, it's a lot quicker and also a lot more physical. So I think that's been a bit of an adjustment. I'm pretty impressed with the first year class. I mean, it looks like, you know, So Kim is off to a really good start. You mentioned Nelly set you up there for the goal. Mm-hmm. What are your fellow first years like? Yeah, they're, it's a really great group. There are nine of us, which is really nice because um, they're really nice. Um, it's nice to have that large group to also hang out with. Um, so it's really nice. and. I think we've been doing really well, um, contributing to the team as a class as well. Great. Any other thoughts on your first year so far? What you're most looking forward to the rest of the season? Um, I've I'm I've really enjoyed the year so far. Um, I'm really looking forward to hopefully making it um, to NESCAC playoffs and just keeping this good momentum going forward. Because we had lost the last three games, but then the win on Sunday was really great for us. Because um, we needed that win just to push us back into the winning streak. So I really hope we can make it to the NESCAC playoffs and hopefully the NCAAs. Sounds good. Elizabeth Bennett, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the Week. Our female Bobcat of the Week is senior Caroline O'Reilly. She scored her second goal of the season and the first NESCAC goal of her career to help the Bates field hockey team defeat Connecticut College 3-1 on Saturday. Yeah, well, I had actually just gotten back on the field after talking to my coach about being more offensive during this game. And so I saw the ball popping out in front of the goal, and I was like, oh, this is a chance to really take the words that my coach said into action, and I just tapped it in. It was right there for you? Yeah, Emma <laughs> Patterson and Taylor Loft had a good touch on it, too, and set it up just so I could just come running in. <laughs> Great. So how do you decide that with you know Coach uh, Ryder about whether you should focus more on offense or defense? Um, well, we actually just switched our formation a little bit, and so now the role that I'm playing is more of an offensive midfield which is different than what we talked about before and so that's to just get more um, offensive pressure on the other team and really have more more sticks in the circle shooting on net and stuff. How are you liking the new role? 
I like it a lot. Yeah, no, it's it's fun and it's clearly effective. I mean, we got three goals in our game on Saturday, and that's a huge deal for us. And I think it, like this momentum coming on will keep us going for this coming weekend. Yeah, this is a big week. I mean, you're playing a nationally ranked opponent Tuesday in, in Babson, a team that you've beaten, what I think, two straight years. Um, three, three. That's right, three straight years. Um, and they've always been really highly ranked. Uh, what makes you match up so well? You think against them? I don't know. We get really fired up for this game. It's just. I think sometimes we can psych ourselves out with the NESCAC conference and we know how good we are as a team and so when we come into a non-conference game, and I'm not taking away from Babson, they're a great program, but um, they're not in our conference and so when we go head up against them, that kind of pressure for the conference plays off and we can just play as a team and it, so far so good on that one, it's really been in our favor. So. It must be a nice way midweek to really have a tough opponent because that really prepares you for some tough opponents this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I think we're all really hyped for the game and having having it on Tuesday too is we're not too far off of the momentum that we got from the weekend so we're still really hyped up from Saturday and I think it'll be really good tomorrow. I know you scrimmaged Tufts before the year so you're playing them again this week and do you think that scrimmage helped you think you don't want to apply, think about that too much at all? Um, that's a tough question. I think I think it definitely helped because it's always nice to see a team again and kind of, you kind of know what you're going up to. It takes those nerves off a little bit. Um, but that being said, we're both we've both changed a lot as the season's gone on. I'm not assuming that they're staying the same in any way. But I think as our team, we can go in being confident in our play. How much film study does the team do of the opponents and what a lot? Yeah, we, yeah, we focus a lot on the film, just studying to see who the key players are, what the key forms are. And also we, we take film of ourselves and watch that and see how we can improve from the last games too. So I don't know how many hours total, but we definitely <laughs> put on like a couple of days a week watching film before practice. What are some big takeaways you've had watching the team yourselves this year on film? Because you've been in a lot of close games. I think our biggest takeaway is that we just need to be all around more confident and finishing on the play and in ourselves and you can see the hesitancy on the film sometimes that honestly in some of the games might have been the difference that that one goal difference that we lost by in a lot of the games and so I think through watching film we can see that we have so much talent we're such strong players and that as we move forward we just have to be more confident in that sense I guess. Big opportunity this weekend isn't it I mean, it seems like right you have a chance to really swing the season almost. Yeah, definitely. I think this season, this weekend will be, it's it's a strong weekend. We, we I think we'll be prepared coming off of tune-up tomorrow night's game. Um, and then we'll have a couple more days of practice to prepare for it. And it's always nice that it's a home doubleheader. Um, and I think I'm confident going into it. Yeah, uh, most of the teams are home this weekend. That's uh, always a great environment, isn't it? Yeah, it's so fun having the other teams being home, and we can go over and cheer on the other teams after our game's done. It's really fun. So as a senior, kind of halfway through the year, uh, what are you thinking right now in terms of the future and everything? I'm trying not to think about it too much. Um, it definitely is getting close to the end for me, and I think I've noticed that in all of the seniors' play at practice and in games. It's every practice. Um, we, only, we don't have many left, and so every practice that we go to, we want to show up and play as hard as we can and have fun with it while we still can because I mean, we're only going to be field hockey players for a month or so longer. Um, and so... I think that's kind of why there's a sense of urgency, too, on the team because last year we didn't have any seniors, so it wasn't anyone's last season and last game. But this season we definitely are trying to kind of get through it. Career-wise and stuff, are you looking at that at all and anything? Do you want to coach possibly? Yeah, I could definitely see myself yeah. as a coach. That's definitely something I'm interested in. Um, I really love the game and I love sports, and I, I see myself staying with sports as I get older, too.
Have you talked to your uh, some of your assistants about that? Because they're they're right out of college, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're they're very young, which is really cool, and their perspective is definitely really interesting to see what they're doing balancing with grad school and how they're they're going about it. And so I think it's definitely helpful to talk to them. Great. Well, Carolina Riley, big weekend coming up. Big game Tuesday against Babson. Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Our male Bobcat of the Week is sophomore Andrew Garcia Bow. He and sophomore Julian Lewin teamed up to shoot a 71, leading the Bobcats to victory over Husson, Maine Maritime, Thomas College, and Colby at the Colby Classic on Sunday. Garcia Bow and his teammates weathered the weather to pick up the win. The conditions, they're, they were changing a lot throughout the 18 holes. So what was that like adjusting to out throughout that as a golfer? Yeah, so it made it a little difficult because weather can affect the way the ball moves both on the ground and in the air um for the first six holes it was incredibly windy probably like 20 mile an hour winds and i had a partner out there julian lewin who helped me and i helped him lead us to second place for score overall and then first place as a team um but it was really tough combating it you had to kind of take extra time to think about your shots and that was for the wind and then started to rain in the middle of it and it wasn't like a light drizzle like it was a torrential downpour and people you could tell people's attitudes started to change and just like started to give up and just like not want to be out there anymore and like while me and julian had a similar attitude we wanted to win and we wanted to keep fighting so we did and we had a great time doing it and then by the end it was sunny and it was just a difficult time adjusting but it worked out well in the end yeah, for people who don't know, the format is much different from other tournaments you play in, right? Yeah, so usually we play in a tournament where it's just a Bates individual and then an individual from three other schools or two other schools. And in this case, the Colby Classic is done. You're paired off with another Bates member, and then you verse two opposing members who are also from the same school. And you do six holes best ball, six holes scramble, and six holes alternate shot. So it kind of brings a fun aspect to the game where it's like you have a partner, you can converse with them, you can talk about what your shots are going to be like, and then you kind of just execute them and have a good time doing it instead of just being mentally alone. And it seems like it really fits the team well because you won it last year also as a team, right? Yeah, we won it last year as a team. I actually didn't participate last year, but... um, Winning it two years in a row is definitely a good feeling. Um, hopefully, we go for three next year. And I think fighting for that individual score being the top next year is our goal, too. So what was your experience like the first time participating in this? It was a lot of fun. I mean, I was excited to go out there with a partner and not be alone for once. And I've, golf is a very, I wouldn't say it's a lonely sport, but it's one where you're kind of in your own head and you have to calm yourself down. But having someone out there to like tell you, like, don't worry, it's like one shot or this is how you should approach this and just have a different view of a shot or a putt or anything like it is a lot helpful, is really helpful, and it feels good. Have you ever played that course before? I had never played that course before. My partner had, though, so he was he knew it and knew where I should be hitting my shots, but I think just taking a shot at a time is always a good approach when you're playing a course for the first time. Sure, absolutely. And then um, CBB this weekend, right? So I know Colby and you have had... Colby and Bates have been pretty close this year, haven't they? Yeah, Colby and Bates has been a pretty decent rivalry this year. Last year they were pretty far behind us, but now they're a lot closer, and I think it's another level of competition that's it's enjoyable. I mean, it makes it a little more stressful. It makes you want to hit a good shot every time and kind of 
it aggravates you when you don't, but like that's always in golf. But even more so when you know there's another team breathing down your neck and you want to get that victory. But it's exciting knowing that like we're in such a competitive league this year compared to like last year where they might have been a little bit behind. And the courses in Brunswick, have you played this one before? Yes, I've played Brunswick many times. It's a challenging course, but it's one that I look forward to getting back to because you can improve on what you messed up last time. Sure, absolutely. And then, obviously, the setup, as as it was last year as well, Martindale Country Club, you're working with you know the pros there, Nick Likos and, and Kyle and, and whatnot. So how has you improved your game, you think, from year to year working with them? Um, I think year to year it's been a lot of little tweaks here and there that like both help me mentally when I'm standing over a putt or it's like a little adjustment to a swing that helps the shot stay straight more consistently and I don't have to worry that I'm going to be hitting the same shot shape that's like a tiny fade or a draw like that's going to get in the way and inhibit a good shot and I think they've done a great job of making sure that if we're making an adjustment it's not anything major that's going to mess us up on the course it's only minor things that help us even more so has to be encouraging for the team that you know guys like you and Julian are making an impact as like sophomores playing with the the first string, if you will, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think us two playing as a duo is definitely a great feeling. We have a, a great connection. We've definitely bonded as teammates, and I think we're excited to move forward as like two sophomores that will be on the team for now until we graduate. And what are some long term goals you have? Maybe I think long term goals is just improving scoring average both as a team as an individual and then getting more wins on the team overall too i think that's a good goal and i think it's a very achievable goal with the setup that we have i know that um NESCAC fall qualifier every year is um the pretty much the toughest competition you face right i mean what's it like to you know go up against some of those teams that was a whole other level because, yeah. I mean, like, while it's a very competitive league and I think we all are capable of shooting around the same scores, it's a matter of who comes out on top that day and who handled the conditions the best and who knows the course the best. And obviously whoever has the home course is going to have the advantage because they play it every day. Right. But I think watching teams and being a part of a team that can adapt and change is truly remarkable. And I think that it was a new experience because I didn't go to that last year either. And it's something that's exciting to go back next year as I didn't perform as well as I would have liked to. So chance for uh, some motivation for next year. Right? Yes, motivation for next year all around. I think every shot can always be better. That's kind of the sad life of a golfer is that even if you shoot like a 65, you're going to say, well, I could have made that, but I could have made that, but I could have done this better. But honestly, just minor improvements here and there, getting through it, fighting through it, and being excited to go back and take a championship or just improve overall as a team is something to look forward to. All right, Andrew Garcia-Bow, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The women's golf team wrapped up its season at the Williams Fall Invitational, which doubles as the NASCAC championships. The Bobcats placed sixth in the NASCAC and 14th overall at the event. The Bobcat volleyball team dropped a pair of heartbreakers this weekend. On Friday, they came up just short by a count of 3-2 to two against Hamilton, and on Saturday, Williams rallied from two sets down to beat Bates 3-2 as well. The Bobcats have three big home matches this week, starting Tuesday night when they host Bowdoin at 7 o'clock. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll tell you how our nationally ranked cross-country teams do at the main state meet. The football team visits Wesleyan and it's a full slate of NESCAC matches at home for the soccer, field hockey, and volleyball programs. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast.